0: Now reading from the New Testament, from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 24. Luke, chapter 24, and we're going to read the first 12 verses together. Sisters and brothers, let us listen to God's word for us. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered these words and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna, Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Living God, by your Holy Spirit, open our eyes to see the new light of this day. Open our lips to tell of the empty tomb. Open our hearts to believe the good news through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So why did you come on this Easter Sunday morning for to worship? And it's also a little bit later, and you're not going to make it in time over to Okras. It's full. And the other eateries too. So so why do we come together on an Easter Sunday, brothers and sisters? Maybe, maybe we should begin reading a verse or two earlier at verse 55 of the previous chapter. Here it comes. The women who had come with him from Galilee followed. Now with him was, was Jesus. Jesus died on the cross, and so the women who were standing in the distance followed, and they saw the tomb, and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and ointments. On the Sabbath, they rested according to the commandments. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared and the rest of our reading this morning. Because really this is where our story begins. Begins at death. Begins at the tomb, the grave on that Friday night. Now later in the story, Luke tells us that these women were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James, and some other women. But it was the finality of death that got them. You you know, they, they saw the tomb. They saw the body of the beloved Jesus being put in the grave. And they went home to prepare the last rite for a dead loved one spices and ointments to mask the worst odors from a decaying body. On the Sabbath day, the Saturday after the crucifixion, they rested according to the commandment. Maybe it is good if we don't wonder too much about the mood in the place that the women and the other disciples were staying. I can imagine how Mary Magdalene managed to call Peter out, you, you said that you will die with Jesus. Where were you? Maybe blame was thrown from the women. You know, there were many women there. Maybe they blamed the male disciples for deserting Jesus. Maybe there was no blame. We don't know. Maybe there were only regrets. Without any, anyone blaming anyone else. But mostly, I think, on that Sabbath, there was the reality. The grief and the tears and the sadness and the emptiness, the feelings of deep loss with which the death of a loved one leaves us always. And so early dawn on the first day of the week, the women went to the tomb to perform the last rite to the body of the deceased Jesus. Christ is risen, hallelujah. Hallelujah is risen indeed. But no, that was not in the mind. That was the last thing that they were probably thinking about. Maybe it is the last thing on our mind too on this Easter Sunday. Even if we want to celebrate something. You see, the, the women probably had no hope left to give voice to anything that sounded like faith or joy. They probably walked slowly and sadly to the grave to perform the last act of devotion to their beloved rabbi. What happened to their rabbi? To Jesus was a strange thing. The role of the religious leaders even stranger. The people who welcomed him into Jerusalem as he rode into the city, into his city on a donkey. How could you explain that? And all the women brought with them were the spices and ointments, the sadness, the grief, and the things they had prepared before the start of the Sabbath at sunset. They did not expect resurrection. They did not expect joy or hope or new life. But they came, they came looking for death because that is what they have seen on Friday. And brothers and sisters, we know as, as they knew. As we have been taught, and they have been taught through experience, that one thing is certain. Death creates an impassable abyss where the dead cannot cross back to the living if you are dead, you are dead. And maybe if we can think ourselves in the place of them where a loved one died, we can understand why their hearts were heavy and their dreams broken. Why they were confident that Jesus was dead. Because death is and was always the way of the world. Until, until that First Easter Day. You see, when they got to the grave, they found the stone which covered the entrance to the tomb rolled away, and they found the grave empty. And they were confronted for the first time with a reality, a new reality, when the two men in dazzling colors asked them and us a simple question. This new reality is a reality which resurrection creates and offers to us if we embrace it. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why have you come to worship this morning? Why did you get up this morning? Why do you look for the living among the dead? To heavenly beings, this might have seemed to be a perfectly normal question. That this question, brothers and sisters, should interrupt the world and the lives and the reality, not only of the women then, but also our sense of what is possible, our sense of what is real. Because this question offers to us the possibility that death is not the end. Are you with me? Death is not the end. This is something new and something different if we come to think of it. Somewhere in the early morning, this became the new reality when everyone was still sleeping. None of the Gospels give us a story of how the tomb was open and how Jesus emerged in the new light saying, ta-da. Jesus did say that, I think. You see, there was no one to greet the news that God has raised Jesus from the grave, that Jesus had defeated death and the devil by by, by being there and by saying, praise God. No one shouted hallelujah when they heard the first time that their friend and Lord has been raised to life. Absolutely no one upon hearing the news that death itself could not hold the Lord of glory captive he said, I knew it, just like he said. Why do you look for the living among the dead? See, now in the light of the resurrection of Christ, it's a normal question. Because Jesus is not dead. Death has no longer a hold on our Savior. And death does not have any longer any hold on us Jesus is no longer subject to death or anything else of the old world reality. And he creates to every one of us a new possibility. Yet nobody in any gospel story expects the resurrection. Even though Jesus predicted his death and resurrection several times while he was with them on the journey. Nobody expects it and and no one believes it at first. The women came to the tomb expecting to anoint a dead body that maybe smelled a little bit already after two days in the grave. They at least had no expectation that he had been raised and they didn't remember that Jesus said anything about resurrection until the men in the grave reminded them. And then they remembered his words. And I know, brothers and sisters, there's a lot of discussion in theological circles and maybe in real life about the, uh, about the bodily res- resurrection of Jesus. Many doubts being sowed even by theologians today. And in our gospel stories, there are enough variations in the stories about that Easter morning to make us wonder. If you just take the women at the grave, Mark mentions three women, Matthew 2, John only one, Luke names three with one variation from Mark. Yet the combined message of the gospel, the message of the early church and the church throughout history is clear. The Son of God, Jesus the Messiah, did not somehow avoid or escape or evade death. This Jesus, brothers and sisters, endured death, taking on every aspect of our human life and our reality, including death. When out of love, He embraced us fully and completely. And I don't know how it happened. Very few people can explain bodily resurrection But Jesus came and did something new and He made something totally new possible. He made it possible, dear brothers and sisters, that life can flourish and endure even beyond death. He made it possible because look around you, look in this church, people who have experienced resurrection, people who have a life that flourishes by and through their faith in Jesus the Christ. Why do you look for the dead? Why do you look for the living among the dead? The women were perplexed and terrified and, and then they bowed their faces to the ground. Jesus is not dead but he's alive. Death is no longer the strongest force to be reckoned with. Or as Paul wrote to the Corinthians, the last enemy has been defeated. Resurrection, the new reality, a fresh beginning, an open future are ours in Jesus and in the resurrection of Jesus. The women went back and they told the men, but the men thought it was an idle tale. It was nonsense. And Peter, whether the men didn't believe the company of woman, women's report when they returned, because he knew what he knew. He knew what they knew before they went to the grave. Dead people are dead. And Jesus was dead. But maybe it was the way in which the women came back and told his story that stirred the imagination, or his em- imagination at least. Maybe he wondered and maybe he remembered also what Jesus told him on the journey. And in spite of knowing death is final, he runs to the tomb to see what they saw. And I just wish that Luke would tell us what Peter saw. But all he tells us is he went home amazed at what had happened. Did Peter believe then? Does believing in God and resurrection mean that we should only have the ability to be amazed? But does it also mean sometimes that we have to question our assumptions? That we should be open to the new and different from the way that we have always done things? Does faith mean that we hear God's clear statement that after Easter, the world should be different because of people who who have come and seen and have heard about resurrection? It should be different, brothers and sisters, because followers of the Messiah act differently and do differently and treat each other differently and ask often, what if... We know Jesus died being crucified as a criminal between two criminals, but what if? What if resurrection happened? Many people saw Jesus dying on the cross, and a few saw he was buried, and other people saw him alive. What if their witness is true? What if? we all believe that the grave was not only open and empty not only something for, for Easter Sunday but for every day of our lives and we celebrate Easter every Sunday what if we truly believe that Jesus is risen indeed what if we who have heard and seen, go and tell. Even if many people think this is but an idle tale. What if, I thought, now Pleasant Presbyterian Church become known as a place where people see resurrection? Dan wired in the week, a colleague asked in our staff um, opening Where do you see resurrection? What if we come here on a Sunday to see resurrection in people joyfully understanding that new reality of the world that Isaiah talked about? What if we see new life in all the kids coming forward to hear a children's message? What if we celebrate God's love in the many generations present in our worship. Brothers and sisters, what if? Amen.